right, glad you're with us. And just 70 days until you are the ultimate jury. We are in the swamp. We're in the sewer. We're in Washington, D.C. Uh, tonight, 9 Eastern Hannity in, on the Fox News Channel as the night two begins uh, uh, its activities. We will be in the Rose Garden. Melania Trump headlining tonight, but they have a great, great lineup. You can see a massive difference. Now, the mob and the media, the Joe Scarboroughs, what did Joe Scarborough say? Joe Scarborough, he's like, compared to Pat Buchanan, those people speaking. And I'm like, well, okay, Donald Trump Jr., Tim, was he talking about Tim Scott? Was he talking about Nikki Haley or Vernon Jones from uh, the G- Georgia state rep? Was he talking about Natalie Harp? She's alive today because Donald Trump passed right to try. What an emotional and powerful speech she gave. Uh, what about Maximo Alvarez last night? Wow. He's going to join us later in the program today. Uh, who is phenomenal. What about Kim uh, Klasik, uh, who's running that, that incredible ad she put out there? Was, it, was he talking about her? Who else was he, was he talking about last night? Anyway, uh, so tonight we're going to be in, in the Rose Garden. You know, it's funny. I did not know what to expect. I really didn't. So I planned Hannity where kind of we were going to do mostly what we did when the Democrats were on, because you couldn't watch that that basement, poorly run podcast, basement bunker shift show. You just couldn't. It was unwatchable to me. And anyway, so I didn't know what to expect. I had a lot of guests. We didn't get to most of them. We put a couple on a minute here, a minute. You know, and it's hilarious because all my life I've read research about me, uh, from the terms of radio, radio audience and television viewers, watch, you know, people that watch the show. And when you read research, you, you got to put your ego aside because people, we, the people, people are brutally honest. They are just dead on honest. And they have at the end, it's called the perceptual study. Now, the first one that I saw myself was when I was in Atlanta. And I heard the research search project had happened, got talked to by the program director, Sluggo at the time, station manager. And, you know, I'm wondering, all right, where's all this coming from? Then I began to put two and two together. And then I then I asked him so that you had a research. I said, can I read it? And he said, no, he told me no. So I'm like, I don't take no from an answer for anybody. So I figured out who was in the research meeting. I went back late one night. And I just kind of flipped open the door of one of the people that worked there. And, oh, I just happened to sit there and I found the perceptual study. Um, and uh, Joel Lind, I think, had done it at the time, Critical Mass Media. And I read it. I read it all. And it was brutal. I mean, the, some of the comments about me. You know, over the years, I could tell you what the criticism you, you talk too much. Well, I'm a talk show host. You're guilty as charged. Or you don't let other people talk enough. So I try now when I when other people are on, I try to shut my mouth and let people talk. Sometimes I succeed. Sometimes I still don't. But I'm trying. I am trying. Now, what, why am I saying all this? Linda's laughing. Sweet baby James is, I think he's, he's literally, I think, going to pee his pants. He's laughing so hard. And so the reason I'm saying this is we did not, we ran 95% last night. I didn't know what to expect for TV. I didn't know. 
And then so I had all these people that we had booked and they're in the chair ready to roll. And I'm like, I'm liking what's here. I want I want to I want to watch what's unfolding here because I liked what I was watching. And I thought it was, you know, pretty amazing. For example, you know, we're watching the this, the, you know, we had we had I, I had to watch Jim Jordan. How great was Tim Scott? Uh, how great was Donald Trump Jr.? I thought he did a great job last night. How great was Nikki Haley? And Ronna McDaniel did a great job. Is going to join us later. How great was Maximo Alvarez? He's the Cuban refugee, Florida businessman, moved to tears last night. Moved me to tears last night. He was incredible. Vernon Jones, Georgia State representative, was incredible. Um, you had our buddy Charlie Kirk. You know, Charlie, we've got to know really well. Charlie's a very courageous guy and his organization, Turning Point USA. They're all courageous because they go on these college campuses. It is hostile. Everywhere Charlie Kirk goes, it's a hostile environment. It's a hostile work environment. He should be able to sue. Because all these snowflake students, I mean, they're, they're you know, they're half, and there's violence breaking out half the time. Uh, how incredible is this Republican congressional candidate, Kim uh, Klasik from Baltimore, and how her viral ad is amazing. How great was Sean, uh, Sean Parnell? How great were the McCloskey? So I was kind of torn. The reason I'm going through all of this, I'm explaining a story here, is I'm on TV and I'm, I'm like, I'm all right. They they actually are doing this a million times better than the the dopey basement bunker, poorly run podcast. I hate Trump fest, uh, lacking all vision. You know, the Democratic National Convention. So I want to, but then on the other hand, I have all these invited guests. I'm basically saying, yeah, come to dinner. Uh, we'll all hang out and talk and. Uh, and then I'm not then I'm not feeding them and I'm not letting them talk. So torn a little bit. But then again, like when I stole. Oh, by the way, Sluggo is writing me, which means he's listening. He still thinks he's my boss. He still thinks this is what he said. He goes, you broke. Tell Sluggo to call in. He goes, he goes, you broke in and you Slug, stole Sluggo, it. Call in. You broke in and you <laughs> stole it. Or give them his number because he, I was kidding. He won't get it. And you're a criminal, he writes me. I was not a criminal. It's technically breaking and entering. All right. I was not breaking and entering. I just What is that? I just visited somebody else's office. I didn't steal anything. Hanging out in a place where you don't belong. I read a book. That's all I did. That was my that, crime, reading a book well, no, the that they should have shared with me. <laughs> but they're, the, the thinking among most program directors is the egos of on-air talent can't handle any criticism. And that's why I continue doing research on myself over the years and reading it all because I learn what I do right. And if I'm and believe me, when people pick up things that I start doing wrong, they scream at you that you're doing it wrong. And if you listen to your customers, I'm not changing who I am in terms of my opinions. I can't change that. I won't change that. I'm, I'm I am a conservative and that's who I am. I'm not going to change my investigative reporting that, and being independent. That's who we are. That's what we do. I'm not going to I'm, I'm, I'm not going to change. I, I like to have some guests throughout shows and other people don't. Whatever. I like to do a long opening monologue. So then when the guests do speak on TV, I can shut up now. 
and get it out of my system, basically. Uh-huh. Um, and, and give people the news. By the way, how great would Andrew Pollock, the father of Meadows, Parkland shooting victim. Wow. Or that Montana uh, coffee, uh, coffee shop owner got a PPP loan. Um, and the nurse and, and the president meeting with, you know, those people that are on the front lines in COVID. I mean, tonight's lineup is equally uh, incredible to me. I mean, it's it's actually amazing what they've got tonight. Um, yeah, Pam Bondi, by the way. Yeah, we're going to, unlike the Democratic Convention, we're going to hear about law, order, safety, and security. And you can't have a pursuit of happiness without it. You're going to meet the Attorney General of Kentucky, became the first African-American elected to that role. And by the way, he's in charge of the investigation over the killing of Breonna Taylor. Abby Johnson, she used to be a Planned Parenthood clinic director, is on tonight. Now runs, uh, and then there were none, a group that urges employees at abortion clinics to leave them. Jason Joyce, he's a lobsterman. By the way, one of my favorite shows on TV today is, uh, what's the name of that catch? Um... Oh, the catch. What's that? Say it, Ethan. No, I like Blacklist. Yes, I'm deadliest catch. I've thought of it on my own. Thank you. No help with you guys. Um, Sluggo there? Oh, great. Hey, Sluggo. Felon. How are you? Felon. Hi, Felon. What do you mean I'm a... F- you broke... You broke in. You stole that. Arnie Katinsky's office. He was such a nice man, Arnie Katinsky. Arnie passed away. Wait a minute. Wait, hang on. Uh, Wait a minute. You brought me in your office. You give me a beat that I've been in Atlanta for a year. Now, the good news, there was good news in that perceptual that Joel Lynn did, right? It was Joel Lynn critical mass. And it said, wow, people really love his his energy, his opinions, his but he's too. Com- he's got too much New York combativeness in him. Was what came back. Is that true or not true? But and the part of the story you're not telling, though, is that we warned in the you well ahead of time. Well, yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah, don't interrupt. Uh, is that you? No, we, no we that's not what you said you. to me. You said don't don't be as hardcore as the radio you grew up listening to in New York. Would you let me finish, please? I know you don't. Do that, <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> we warned you. We, Nancy and I, warned. Well, we we pleaded with you. Back off a little. This is the deep south. You need to be a little kinder than you than you're <laughs> being right now. And and you did not listen to us. All you did was go out and eat every day on the restaurant's tab. I mean, on the uh, now you're gonna tab. Well, you gave me that <laughs> as a benefit. It was called a Kent card, and I got to eat at certain restaurants. And you just got mad. I never save receipts to this day. A my benefit. financial guy goes, "Why don't you save receipts?" I said, "I don't take receipts. I don't want the receipt." <laughs> you treated it like an inheritance. It wasn't. It was a benefit. You gave it to me. You take it away. And I wasn't letting you take it away. Meanwhile, you ate out every single night on the card. There there was a limit and you exceeded it within a, a week. All right. True or false. Once I read it for myself, I got it. Yes, you did. You got you. You found religion. You definitely did. Because the and, uh, I, I was reading from listeners 
verbatim comments. And when when one person says it, oh, they just hate me. All right. When three people say that, oh, they still may just hate me. When uh, 45 people say it, you need to listen to what the audience is telling you. What they were telling me last night, Sluggo, is they want to watch the whole convention and not see guests at all. So I'm going to be in the Rose Garden and I'm going to go to the night's events. I think there was somebody who was texting you last night. You even asked him, what should you do? And he suggested that. Let them talk. That was you. you remember that? That was you. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I'm, well, and my quandary was I had invited all these guests on, and now I'm basically saying, yeah, thanks, but no thanks, and sending them home. That's what. I, and by the way, mm-hmm. that's what I did. Well, I you took know, 95% of it. Yeah. No, I, it was good. It was, it was a great show. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have nobody on tonight. There's my get my guest list tonight on Hannity is the convention. That's it from the Rose Garden. Hannity in the Rose Garden. Well, it only took one month ama- for you to learn that. It took it took months for us to get through to you until you finally read that uh, research piece. By the way, Sluggo recently got admitted into the Georgia uh, Radio Hall of Fame, and me and my entire team flew down, and I got to induct you into the, and that was a great honor for me. You did. Uh, It was a a huge honor for me. And the other thing, you know, I'm friends with every boss I ever had. Bill Donovan, I'm still Mm -hmm. friends with from Huntsville. I'm friends with Phil Boyce, who hired me in New York. I stay friends with everybody. But you know why? Because you gave me a shot, Sluggo, when I didn't probably, and you know what? You should, that's not true. You should be lucky you found me. You just underpaid <laughs> me. You didn't pay me any money. Yeah, I know. I know. That's why you had to use the uh, credit card for every, every meal. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Now you. All right. But the point is, I, I'm listening. Those of you that wrote me last night, I, I heard you during the show. We, we I had no intention of taking it all. But now I took I took 95 percent tonight. It'll be 100. All right. Anyway, Sluggo, you're the best. God bless you. Best to Curly and everybody else. Quick break right back from the swamp. All right. We're in the swamp. We're in Washington, D.C. The sewer. 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of this extravaganza, um, I'm going to go through this lineup, but you could see the difference. It's like the People's Convention or the you know what it is. You know what was missing last week? American greatness, goodness and American exceptionalism. This is the great American story told by great Americans and how to keep America great. Such a difference. Anyway, Rose Garden will be broadcasting tonight, but we'll be covering the entire convention as by request. Uh, And Wednesday, Fort McHenry. And Thursday, we will be on the South Lawn. Live free or die. America, the world on a brink. 40% off at Amazon.com if you haven't gotten your copy. If you watch Maximo Alvarez, he'll join us later in the program today. Uh, He is explaining as a Cuban refugee, successful Florida businessman, brought to tears telling the love of his parents and and what happened to his his home country of Cuba. Well, that's what socialism and history of failure is is all about. That's the stated agenda of Joe, the forgetful one, and, of course, Kamala, Medicare for all, no private insurance, executive order, take away people's guns. Uh, What else? Oh, yeah, Bolshevik Bernie, the manifesto, the whole manifesto. You got the most radical ticket of a major party in history. Anyway, so tonight they've got um, law in order. I mentioned Pam Bondi. I mentioned the attorney general of Kentucky. His name is Daniel Cameron. You'll hear from him tonight. 
These are all amazing people. It's like more like the People's Convention. Somebody described it to me as the, the great American story as told by great Americans. Uh, now, Daniel Cameron is the first African-American elected to that role of attorney general, has been in a spotlight in the investigation over the killing of Breonna Taylor. Uh, you're going to hear from a lobsterman tonight. Deadliest Catch is my one of my favorite shows ever. I watch that show. I binge watch that show. I watch repeats of that show. You know who narrates it? Our dirty job buddy. Mike Rowe. Yeah, he does it. He's great. I said I want that job because I'd love to meet these guys. I'd love to hang with these guys. I like to go out on one of those trips. I'll puke my brains out. Uh, it's dangerous work. I mean, it, it it is, what, the Bering Sea? It is dangerous, dangerous lop, uh, crab. They do crabbing. But anyway, you get the lobster guy in Maine, though, same, you know, not as dangerous, but I love those fishermen. Love them. That's why maybe Jesus picked 12 fishermen. I don't know. Well, think of what is a fisherman. I mean, doesn't it represent everything? Cool, blue collar. Guys that work hard, you know, out there. One of the coolest Bible stories is one of Jesus' miracles is they're out all freaking night fishing. They don't catch a thing. Uh, go out, throw your net over there, Jesus says to the apostles. They couldn't even get the fish in the boat. There's so many of them. Or the fish in the loaves, right? With seven fish and seven loaves. See, those of you out there think I'm a heathen. Um, I'm not. Uh, I mean, it's a beautiful, miraculous story. And he's able to feel, feed thousands with seven baskets left over. Amazing. Abby Johnson, the woman who used to run, a, be the director of a plan, uh, parenthood running now. Uh, then there was none. Urges employees at these abortion clinics, get out. Don't be a part of this. Uh, the lobsterman in Maine is uh, Jason Joyce. He's going to talk about how the president is helping working men and women, getting rid of burdensome bureaucracy. Uh, Myron, I, I don't know if I'll say it right, Lizer is the vice uh, president of Navajo Nation, also a pastor of and former retail manager. By the way, what day this week is Herschel Walker, who was amazing last night? Um, oh, we're going to have Herschel Walker doing one of our virtual yeah, town halls. So when is that? It's supposed to be Thursday night. Thursday night. I may move it to tomorrow. Stay tuned. Okay. All right. We'll let you know. Um, may, oh, you know, a friend of ours is speaking, Marianne Mendoza, a friend of this program. Sadly, she lost her son in a car crash, uh, undocumented immigrant. And remember, with a long rap sheet, if I remember correctly. I mean, it's so sad. I mean, we've met so many of those families and interviewed so many. They've become friends of ours. And so anyway, she's going to be speaking. And uh, anyway, uh, Lieutenant Governor uh, of Florida, uh, Nunes, uh, first Hispanic woman elected to that job. And during the 2016 primary and Republican primary, when she was backing Senator Rubio, she called, she took shots at Trump. Now she loves him. That's fine. Listen, there were many conservatives. Many of you now remember, look, I, I put it all on the line. I describe how I listen to when I read research and I see my audience screaming at me that I'm messing up on something, I say, okay, I'm going to fix that. And, you know, I, I, I absorb it. You know, if I'm not, I'm not, nobody's perfect. You can always learn to do things better. Why do pitchers have coaches, right? Why do hitters have coaches? Um, and, he, and these are professionals. 
because just this one little technical glitch, you know, could be the reason they're in a batting slump. Well, maybe the batter can't figure it out, but the hitting coach could figure it out for them and tell them. Why is a pitcher struggling with this particular pitch or that particular pitch? You know, maybe they're, maybe they're not, you know, you got to be in the zone, as they call it. Maybe they're, you know, they're not zoning in on, on just being free and playing ball and staying loose. Whatever it is, we could all learn from other people if you have an open mind. Uh, Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky is going to uh, be speaking tonight. John Peterson is the owner of a, um, this, this company, Schuette Metals, in Wisconsin, manufacturer. I don't know how to say it. Uh, Secretary of State Pompeo is going to be there. Governor Kim Reynolds of Iowa, devastated by windstorms. By the way, we are watching these storms hitting you know, headed towards the Texas and uh, and Louisiana coast. Uh, oh, Nicholas Sandman tonight. I happen to share the same attorney as him. Do you? Yeah, I have the best two slander libel attorneys in the country. Charles Harder, wonderful man, represents me. Linwood also is, represents me, yes. I really look forward to seeing the work that they might do. Nobody's asked me, why have you retained Linwood? Well, can I ask? Yeah, you can ask all you want. Why have you retained Lynn Wood? Because stay tuned. All right. That was a really insightful conversation. Mm-hmm. Eric Trump, of course, the first lady, Melania Trump. Tiffany Trump will be speaking tonight. Um, by the way, I, I've known her the, less, uh, the least of all the kids, but when I met her, what a lovely girl. And all these reports that it doesn't get along with her dad is total BS. FYI, our, uh, our callers are very, uh, they're correcting you. What now? Very vocal audience we have. What did very I do Very verbal. Now? They'll have a lot to say. It's five fish and two loaves. Oh, that's right. Seven altogether. It's five wrong. fish and two What's, loaves. How dare you make a mistake? Right. No, I, listen, I, 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 I still read the Bible. Five well, well five, Katie is texting me five fish. So is it five loaves or is it five fish? Five and four. It is five Which loaves is and two fish. Look at that. But that's all you needed. So can I tell you an interesting story about Abby Johnson? No. Who's going to speak tonight? No. So, you know, she worked in this abortion clinic. Mike Lindell was actually the person who funded the movie Unplanned. Ironically... The actress who played Appy Johnson in the movie was almost a child of abortion. And her mother never told her until she auditioned for this role. And she told her, she said, that was almost you. She said, and I made the choice for life. So talk about God intervening. It was very interesting. Um, Well, when you think of the radicalism of the Democratic Party, does anyone want to discuss, you know, the the 10 states, Democratic-run states that wanted to have a post-birth infanticide legalized. Like, first we'll deliver the baby. We'll make sure the baby's comfortable. And then the doctor will, um, by the way, you can legally have an abortion while you're in labor. These are the same people. Those are called children at that point. They're the same people marching in the street, looting and burning because they say they're marching for life. And I'm like, that's, yeah, it's kind of an irony. I don't want to get in anybody's bedroom. No. Whatever. You want to go to do whatever you want to do. It's none of my business. Two nope. consenting adults. I don't, and I don't, and I'm going to tell you another truth. Nobody cares. Nope. Nobody cares. Go live, go find your own happiness in life. Whatever you want to do is, you know, uh, I have my set of values that guide me in my life. Mm-hmm. You have to have your own set of values that guide you in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, life's about choices and liberty and freedom. I'm a freedom person. And, but, 
you know, and even my pro-choice friends in New York, and I'm here in the swamp, I know people, same thing. They're all like three months, and it's it. That's You get your first trimester. Make your decision at that point. And at some point, you know, you can tell, you know, you have a heartbeat after, what, 18 days? Oh, yeah. Medi- now, now you have the ability, medically, we've created the ability it's really strange because on one floor of a hospital, you're going to have kids that are born, what, five, six months, three months early? Premature, yeah. Right, premature. They call them preemies. That's preemies. not a bad word. NICU babies. They're, they're doing everything humanly possible, and they're saving lives. And then you got Democrats talking about, well, then the mother decides after the child's born? Yeah. What, the kid didn't have enough hair? Wrong eye color? I mean, what it's, are we talking about here? It's, it's infanticide. It's infanticide. Correct. That would be called another word for that is called murder of the most innocent. If anyone deserves protection, it's um, whatever. Abortion's not going away in America because it, what people don't know about Roe v. Wade, it would go back to the states. I don't think New York State, California State, is banning abortions anytime soon, or most states for that reason. Might there might be some more restrictive than others. Um. Hillary Clinton is now urging uh, Joe Biden not to concede a close election under any circumstances. We have to have our own teams of people to counter the force, she says. Um, She's telling uh, former communications director Jennifer Palmieri that they have to have a massive legal operation. And I know the Biden campaign's working on that, she goes on to say. Joe Biden should not concede under any circumstances, she said, because I think this is going to drag out, and eventually I do believe he will win if we don't give an inch. Oh, is that the new Democratic Party model? More than a half a million mail-in ballots were rejected during the 2020 primary season. Uh, Half a million, 550,000. NPR reporting detail how legitimate ballots not being counted, showing a higher rejection rate nationwide in the 2020 presidential primaries than 2016, when only 318,000 legitimate ballots were rejected. Orlando Sentinel reporting that Florida had 18,000 mail-in ballots rejected in the 2020 primary election, had a lot of problems that went unaddressed with their mail-in ballot laws, 2018 general election because of an alleged signature mismatch. No signatures are on envelopes or late arrival on to the offices. 20,000 general election ballots were rejected in the state. University of Florida professor Daniel Smith believed between 2016, 2020 that the use of vote by mail soared by more than half going from 30 to 46 percent. What my research has been showing, along with that of Michael Heron at Dartmouth, is that experience matters. So across and so across race, ethnicity and party, people who haven't voted in by mail in the past elections are much more likely to have their vote by mail ballot rejected for a signature issue or because it's late. They added those who voted by mail in 2020 in the presidential primary after voting in pre in person in 2016 and 18 were more likely to have their ballots turned down. Something to know. Um, anyway, we have a lot coming up today, including Maximo Alvarez. Our pollsters are coming up today. Uh, John McLaughlin and Matt Towery will join us. 
We have early data showing the night of the GOP convention was a uh, hit with independent voters. Uh, there was a focus group uh, that was taking place. Uh, let's see who did this. Um, pollster Lee Carter uh, goes on to say that personal stories from speakers uh, and then speakers, including Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, Herschel Walker, who was raised a, a Democrat, longtime friend of the president's, uh, resonated with these voters. And that's what's going to be remembered from last night. Uh, early numbers, cable numbers that I saw is that uh, on Fox, uh, my hour, nine to ten, uh, crushed even the biggest nights of the Democrats last week. Uh, that means Biden's night. So if you compare my hour or the nine to 11 hours of the convention uh, versus the fake news, CNN and MSDNC, uh, the first night beat their biggest night. That's pretty by, oh, oh, by a million by a, over a million. I mean, that's crazy. You know, they're going to say, well, the networks were low because the networks, they not only nobody watches them for news, but if they watch any of it, they'll watch Biden, of course, over Donald Trump. I mean, it's pathetic. Because people see their bias. That's what it's come down to. What else do we have here? There's a couple of other news points. Democrats lackluster convention. His betting odds now have gone into a tailspin. Always follow the money. Gamblers betting on Biden to win the presidency are pulling back in the wake of uh, the four-day convention, Democratic convention. They got no bounce, bounce in the polls, none whatsoever. You know, got the bounce, Donald Trump, 51% now. And now he's also getting a bounce among Hispanic Americans also. Anyway, president's support with Hispanic Americans is growing. President 5% uptick, Rasmussen, in terms of his approval rating. And that's important. 51% approval, but also 5%. uh, What was it? 5%. uh, Yeah, no, 51% likely voters. That's huge. Anyway, let me see what this is. Uh, Somebody sent this. New book, Hannity Associates says Fox News host thinks the president. No, that's a lie. (laughs) Everything they say is a lie. I just stopped paying attention to their lying. When you know what you want to know what I think, how about listening to my radio show and watching my TV show? Because I tell you what I think. You know what they my the commentary after reading my and and Paul Manafort's test is? Oh my God, he really believes this stuff. Love the president's intensity and his willingness to fight every day in Washington for our families. But what I also appreciate about the president is something most Americans never get to see: how much he truly cares about people. Our family has seen it two years ago. Our nephew Eli was killed in a car accident. He lived a mile up the road from us, grew up wrestling and training with our boys, was a high school state champion, varsity athlete for the University of Wisconsin. It's a Saturday morning, three days after the accident. I walked to the car to head up to Eli's parents' home when the president called. We talked about a few issues, and then he asked how the family was doing. I said, they're doing okay, Mr. President, but it's tough. The president said, yeah, losing a loved one is always difficult. And it's really tough when they're so young. I then said, Mr. President, I'm actually walking into their house right now. Obviously, they don't know that I'm talking to you. But if you'd be willing to say hello to Eli's dad, you'd make a terrible day a little less terrible. What's his name, the president asked. 
I walked through the door and said, Todd, the president wants to talk to you. For the next five minutes, family and friends sat in complete silence as the president of the United States took time to talk to a dad who was hurting. That's the president I've gotten to know the last four years. The president who shared private moments like this with soldiers, victims of violent crime, and people who've had businesses destroyed by the mob. That's the individual who's made America great again and who knows America's best days are still in front of us. And that's why I'm busting my tail to help him get reelected. I'm asking you to do the same. Thank you, and God bless our country. All right, that was, of course, our friend Jim Jordan, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, you know, it's, it's just getting interesting and more interesting day by day. We are in the swamp. We're in the sewer. We're in Washington, D.C. Well, this I would say this city is a good example, like New York City, like, let's see, Chicago and Los Angeles and San Francisco and Seattle and Portland of a place where you're seeing a mass exodus of people just getting the hell out of here. In other words, what do we call it? A preview of coming attractions if the radicalism of Joe and Kamala and let's see, AOC and Bolshevik Bernie and Schumer Pelosi and Bozo, the guns are hell. Yeah, we're coming for your guns actually take place. Let me put it this way. Last night on the Fox News Channel. There was nearly more than a mil- just Fox News Channel alone. More than a million more uh, viewers than the other top cable news network on Biden's night of speaking. And that was Thursday night. This is the Monday night. Every night it gets bigger. Tonight it's Melania Trump. I will be there. We'll. That's why we're here. We're going to be right where the action is in the Rose Garden where Melania Trump will be giving her speech tonight. Um, and that'll be on Hannity, 9 Eastern. Um, many of you didn't like any commentary at all during our segment. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to listen to people. What have I always done, Linda, my entire career? is when when the audience tells me something they don't like, I change it. So we're going to do that Sometimes. tonight. No, all the time. Um, because they, they they wanted to see and hear and everything. But the thing is, I had no idea what it was going to look like in terms of how they were going to pull this off. The Democrats, it was an Adam Schiff show. It was amateur hour. This was <laughs> This was done by adults that actually care about the work that they do. Anyway, our pollsters are back with us. John McLaughlin, pollster, strategist, Matt Towery, syndicated columnist, uh, attorney, pollster in his own right. Uh, 45% now job approval rating for the president uh, in the just uh, the news.com poll last month. Uh, strongly approving of the performance of the president. I don't know if ratings are anecdotal or meaningful in any way. It was pretty similar with the network's. Um, but we'll start with you, uh, Matt Towery. Well, I thought it was a great uh, first night for the Republicans. I, I, what I take out of these things, though, Sean, as I look at these speeches, not as much as the world seeing it, because we know a lot of folks don't watch these things, but what can be turned into a commercial? Oh, my Lord. Herschel Walker's performance was incredible. That should be, Lindsey Graham said last night, not, that should be turned into a commercial. It should be turned into a commercial. The president did extraordinarily well, and I've made this point over and over again. 
the world needs to see the real Donald Trump behind the scenes, how much he listens, how respectful he is, how much he cares about people. And I think if the campaign learned anything this week, it is let Donald Trump, the people see Donald Trump unscripted and not in front of a big crowd, show the way Donald Trump really is. He would win over votes and we'd be through with this image issue. I see the president on the upswing, and I think this convention is just a good example of his launching pad to move this thing forward. And with only 70 days to go, John McLaughlin, uh, your assessment of where we are. Well, I think I think the president definitely uh, what Matt said about seeing the president uh, for themselves. We've known this all along for all four years that if they see the president with Sean Hannity in, in an interview, they see him with the State of the Union, they see him giving a rally speech. They like the president. It's the news filter of the media that skews it where like CNN. I hope their ratings crash. I mean, the early reports from C-SPAN is that the Republican convention on its first night had six times the ratings on C-SPAN and six times the streaming that the Democrats had for their convention. And two weeks ago, it really started when the president showed he cared about people because Pelosi and Schumer were not going to provide relief. They're too busy trying to create mail-in fraud and steal the election. And the president issued executive orders to suspend the payroll tax to create jobs stop evictions, defer student loan, uh, uh, loan interest, and uh, extend unemployment benefits. And he's been on a roll since then where he's doing his coronavirus briefings every day. He's focused on his policies. They have a second-term agenda fighting for you with all these things like from creating 10 million jobs again in his, in his next term, creating a, a, a million uh, uh, new small businesses, developing a vaccine by the end of the year, uh, covering pre-existing conditions. They know that long list. Donald Trump will get it done, and they're seeing the difference between last week, the pessimism, the darkness, the negativity of the Democrat Socialist Convention versus the optimism and the values of this Republican convention, even on its first night. And it was live and it was real. Well, I saw the same, I heard anecdotally the same thing that you heard. Also, streaming numbers, as um, um, again, anecdotally, they've not all been added up. Uh, you're right. Six times bigger than what the Democrats had. But I, I mean, I couldn't believe, number one, how it was angry. There was. Th- th- can you imagine how do you ignore the rioting, the looting, the anarchy going on in the streets of cities all around the country? How do you how do you ignore that huge, we'll say, elephant in the room? Uh, you can't miss it. And they missed it on purpose. They never really gave forward a, a positive thinking agenda except the Bolshevik Bernie's economic plan and the new Green Deal trillions that Joe's pledged. Uh, we know that Kamala is has been in favor of the LAPD budget cuts. We know that Joe Biden said, sure, we'll reallocate funds and police become the enemy. So, I mean, they can try to walk and talk at every, anything and everything back backwards, but it doesn't really work when you're on tape saying it, Matt Towery. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and Sean, you know, we're now just now getting into the time period when people start to really focus on the presidential races. All of this stuff has been clutter until then. And we know how the media's operated. I've, I've been an advocate for a long time that we're going to have to educate the rest of America about what's going on in Wisconsin and what's going on and what went on in Minneapolis and the continued riots that we have in in, uh, Portland that that don't even get covered by a lot of the mainstream media. They just refuse to, to acknowledge it. 
but the time is coming that these campaign ads can focus in on showing America what's going on and the fact that the Democrats simply are not providing answers. Let me just make a note. No one wants to watch a commercial or a convention that's sterile, that has no human interaction. The fact that they started out with some human interaction on the Republican side makes it a thousand times more interesting. And it's the crescendo is going to be the president speaking to what you just said, maybe over a thousand people. That makes something warm. It makes it feel human. And that's what Donald Trump is. I'll go back to my original statement. I said this back in 2016 to you, Sean, and I still stand by it today. And John just agreed with it. And that is if people can see if the campaign will show Donald Trump behind the scenes, Donald Trump working in the White House when he's actually working, meeting with families, fighting for America, but 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 show the behind the scenes Donald Trump. We won't have this image issue anymore. Because people will come to find out that he's not the guy you don't want in your country club, which was what we're hearing in the suburbs. They'll realize he's the guy you want in the Oval Office fighting for you no matter where you live. Let's talk about polling and how is it that the Democrats got not only no bump out of their convention, but Donald Trump seemingly Scott Rasmussen is off and on with all all three of us. Uh, not here today, that the president's approval rating went up five points. How's that, John McLaughlin? Well, what it is is, first of all, you're looking for that missing Biden bounce. And I'll tell you, it's not there. And it's disappearing. The more he comes out of the basement, the more votes he's losing because they realize he's too old and not up for the job. But I'll tell you what, it started when they picked Catherine, uh, Kamala Harris, where uh, the first poll right before the Democrat convention, they had Trump, Pence versus Biden and Harris, and it was CNN, and they were only up four points nationally, which is nothing, and dead even in the battleground states because in Rasmussen reports, 59% think he's not, Biden's not going to finish his term and she'll be president. She's too liberal. She's a San Francisco liberal. And now the statewide battlegrounds last week, you had ECU with uh, Tide in North Carolina. You had Heritage Action saying we were up. Uh, Trump's up three in Arizona, tied in Florida, close right, uh, a close race in Pennsylvania, and tied in Wisconsin. You mentioned Trafalgar in Minnesota had us tied. So the Democrats are in a bit of a, a bit of a real panic. Where here comes Trump in a better position than he was four years ago because we were all through this four years ago when they didn't think we could win, and we won. And this time they're afraid we're going to win, and they're trying to sandbag us with bad polls. But the good polls are coming with likely voters. And I forgot Georgia. Uh, Matt's whole firm, they had Trump up, too, in Georgia, and we're 70 days out. So we're going to do well, and, and we're going to keep this momentum going because we will keep grinding up after the, uh, uh, after the convention. All right, as we continue, we're in the swamp. We're in Washington, D.C. You always got to run the table if you're a Republican. You need Florida, Georgia, North Carolina. No Republican makes it to the White House without Ohio. You got to have Iowa, you got to have Arizona. You got to pick off Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, maybe Minnesota. You got to look to pick off Nevada, New Mexico. Then you've got New Hampshire maybe in play, and you gotta got to pay close attention to the 2nd Congressional District in Maine. If the election's held today, Matt Towery, how well positioned is Donald Trump to run the table and win a second term? He's better positioned than he was even a month ago. Here's what has to happen. These polls, of course, we know that they're usually off anyway. They're off four to five points in these states because of inherent bias of collection of data, the way they're weighted, and the fact that they rely on cell phones too much. But given all of that, the two areas that have given a false reading on the president have been two, two groups, 
seniors who have been a little lackluster towards the president so far, and then some suburban suburban voters, uh, they are coming home. The seniors will come home to President Trump as these issues begin to to become crystallized in front of them. The suburban voters will come home as we get in the home stretch and people start to realize just what the economic effect, personal economic effect of a, of a Biden-Harris administration will be. So I think the president can pull off those states in the end, Sean. They've just got to concentrate on bringing these over 65 age group back home and solidifying their vote in the suburbs. They're going to get the rest of the country, and I think they're going to do just as strong as they did last time. Uh, all right. We'll let you answer the same question, John, McLa- uh, John McLaughlin. Well, I think the one thing that's important right now, you've always said the Trump campaign, we have to run like underdogs. Right? We're never ahead and run like we're underdogs like we did four years ago. Carl Rover in an interesting piece last week where he said the Biden campaign, if you were, it was a basketball metaphor, they're in a four-corner stall. They're just, they don't want to, they, they think they're ahead they don't want to run the clock. And what you're seeing this week at the Republican National Convention is that the Trump campaign is on a full-court press and a fast break. We are going after them. We're showing the differences. They want to defund the police. Well, no wonder crime goes up. You want to raise taxes for a trillion? How many millions of jobs will you kill? You're going to roll over for China with most favored nation status again? How many jobs will we lose there? So this is you're seeing the Trump campaign act like that underdog going to the full court press and we're we're we're, we're going to we got 70 days to really just try to break this open. All right, John McLaughlin, Matt Towery, our pollsters, thank you both for being with us as always. 800-941 Sean, you want to be a part of the program. All right, we're in the nation's capital. We are in the swamp, the sewer, better known as yes, Washington DC. Uh, we're here. We'll be in the Rose Garden tonight where Melania Trump will be speaking. Convention starts full on 9 Eastern as Hannity comes up on the air. Um, and we will be tomorrow. We're going to be at Fort McHenry doing uh, this program and uh, Hannity tomorrow. And then on Thursday on the South Lawn with President Trump, he will be the grand finale for the Republican convention. Uh, don't forget, live free or die. Now, uh, a 40% discount at Amazon.com. Uh, thank you. Another week, number one. Thanks to all of you. Had to kill the New York Times to actually print it. And all the other papers that had to print it. Um, drives them nuts. But what can you do? If you haven't gotten your copy, also, uh, great discounts at Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Costco, Walmart, and uh, Target stores. If you're out and about and you're doing your shopping, you haven't had a chance. 70 days until you are the ultimate jury. I mentioned earlier the the ratings on Fox News Channel were higher than any one network's ratings. And again, this is, you know, the two hours, 9 to 11 last night, uh, was higher than any one network or cable network on Joe Biden's night, and that was night four of the Democratic National Convention. Usually, convention ratings go up higher day after day after day. When you watch the mob, the media, they're slamming the convention, but they loved, I mean, you could see the difference between amateur hour and the adults in charge. You, you can, I mean, this thing was like a bad podcast, which is like the bad candidacy which is pretty much the bad everything of Biden in the basement bunker. But again, it was an entire hate Trump fest. It was down. There was never any talk of American greatness, American goodness, American exceptionalism. Uh, 
they barely ever came out of their mouths. They talked about their agenda in just broad sweeping terms. They're almost hiding from Bolshevik Bernie's economic uh, manifesto, which they've adopted pure full on socialism for the United States or the new Green Deal madness that Biden and Kamala pledging billions towards or their disastrous Medicare for all. Remember, Kamala, she co-sponsored Medicare for all in the U.S. Senate. She co-sponsored the Green New Deal. Joe pledged trillions for such. Remember, they never even addressed law and order and safety and security. They ignore what's happening to every to, to Americans every single day and every single night in, in major cities run by liberal Democrats for decades. But the media, the mob, they don't care. They just if Donald Trump cured cancer, they would want to impeach him. They will choke on the words in 70 days. We can now project Donald J. Trump has been reelected the 45th president of the United States. If all of you and by you, I mean, everybody, all of you in Florida, all of you in Georgia, all of you in North Carolina, all of you in the great state of Ohio and the great state of Arizona, hopefully the great state of Nevada, New Mexico, the great state of Iowa. Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, or maybe Minnesota. Looking good in Minnesota for Donald Trump right now. Then, of course, the 2nd Congressional District of Maine and, of course, uh, New Hampshire. You can make this happen. They will choke on those words. I mean, watching last night, we, this, this is a, a, a national emergency, the Republican National Convention. Why? Because they're talking about freedom and liberty and capitalism. That the greatest economic system ever created and designed by mankind that has done more to advance the human condition than any other system of governance ever designed by man in all of human history. Oh, let's never talk about that. American greatness, American goodness, American generosity, American service, freeing the world from one ism after another. Communism, Nazism, fascism, you know. I mean, just go on down the radical Islamism. That's all because of the United States of America. It's all because of our system of governance. We have the ability to always become a more perfect union. They'll ignore Joe Biden's racism. They will ignore Joe Biden's quid and pro and quo uh, and zero experience hunter. They will ignore Hillary's uh, dirty Russian dossier, the very people that think so much about Russian interference. They will ignore her obstruction of justice with her subpoenaed emails. They are liars. They slander. They smear. They besmirch. They're character assassins. It's going to be great to see Nicholas Sandman speaking tonight. I can't wait to see that one. What is he, 17 now? 18? He's 18 years old. His attorney, Lynn Wood, he also happens to be my one of my attorneys. I have a lot of attorneys. Lynn Wood is now officially ever retained as one of my attorneys. I'm proud of it. Anyway, you want, we're going to get to Ronna McDaniel. She spoke last night, but uh, let's just listen to the mob, the media mob, that every second, every minute, every hour of every 24-hour day hating Donald Trump, no different as they uh, dissect the events of last night that they can't handle. Uh, people deeply offended in 1992 by Pat Buchanan's speech. Uh, yeah. And I mean, let me tell you something uh, that that was that was Churchill 
in the House of Commons in 1940 compared to everything we saw last night, a, a bizarre collection of alternative facts and alternative realities told by cranks and misfits that would never be allowed inside any convention uh, before before this. Uh, let's bring in our, our lead fact checker here at CNN, Daniel Dale. Uh, Daniel, Republicans uh, certainly kept you busy over the last two and a half hours. Jake, that was a parade of dishonesty. We had false yeah, claims. I, we I, had don't forget the montage. I just can't take it. They can't help themselves. They've lost their minds collectively. Ronna McDaniel is with us, RNC chairwoman. Ronna, great job. Well done. How are you? Glad you joined us. Well, thanks for having me. I agree with you listening to uh, CNN and MSNBC and all of them so angry today. It makes me know we must have done our job well because they're they're almost as upset as they were on election night 2016. They're upset to hear stories from real Americans talking about how they love the America the, the United States of America, how the American dream has given them opportunity how they want to see this country stay the great country that it is and not transform it into the doom and gloom and the socialist vision of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, and it's driving them nuts. And now I know our convention is a success when I see Joe Scarborough and others going crazy this morning and last night. I, I honestly think they it's sort of like forgive them, Father Jesus on the cross. They know not what they do. They don't even know that they're psychotic. I don't think they really know. I think in their minds, they have convinced themselves that Donald Trump and and we, the people, you know, smelly Walmart shopping. Uh, let's see, Trump voters and who else? Uh, let's oh, irredeemable deplorables. Or as Joe says, the 15 percent that are Trump people that are just you, you, you can't get them. They're horrible people or, you know, people that cling to God guilty uh, our Second Amendment rights guilty. Our Bible's guilty. Religion, guilty. Yeah, I'm guilty. And, I'm an, and I'm, I love Walmart. They have everything and I save money. How great is Walmart? I, yeah, I like Walmart. Our, Do you like Walmart? I love Walmart and they love our and we love our Constitution. You know, part of the day yesterday that wasn't seen is that President Trump came to North Carolina and he talked to these grassroots delegates, these people who knock doors and give so much for our party. And he showed up in the state that was supposed to host his, host, host his convention because he said, I care about North Carolina and I want to show up. Joe Biden hasn't been in Wisconsin for almost two years. They don't want to see the middle of the country. By the way, he hasn't been in Scranton, Pennsylvania. He gives exactly. a Scranton speech all the time. He's not from, he hasn't been in Scranton since he was four. Yeah, they only want to see the middle of the country as they're flying uh, uh, over it, going from coast to coast, because they only care about the elite. And I, and I want to say this, Sean, Joe Biden said this week, I want to shut down America again. How elitist is that? Do you know how many Americans are living paycheck to paycheck? We can go back to work. We can be safe and we can be healthy, but we can go back to work. You know who can shut down again? You know who can afford that? Hollywood elite, big tech, Silicon Valley, and Basement Joe, because he's a privileged politician and they are so out of touch with real America. They have so much disdain for people who are working hard and paying taxes, who love this country, who are patriots, who love the word under God in the Pledge of Allegiance. Those are the people that disdain. They won't well, even What was up with that last name. week when they removed when they removed under God? I, I have no idea. To, to remove under God from the Pledge of Allegiance, next it'll be off of our money. 
they 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 don't stand for the national anthem. This is what their party's about: tearing down the United States of America. Our convention is called the Great American Story for a reason. And President Trump loves this country. He loves every person in this country. And you saw real people last night who are living the American dream. And that is the vision of the Republican Party. I mean, who was Joe talking about? The woman that because of uh, right to die is alive today. Was he talking about Herschel Walker? Was he talking about Nikki Haley? Was he talking uh, about Tim Scott? Uh, Was he talking about the McCloskey's? Was he was he talking about the father uh, who lost his beautiful daughter, Meadow? Um, Now, you said this is, you know, about great Americans, but it's also great Americans are a big part of the lineup. Both last night and tonight, Uh, you do have a few politicians mixed in there, but there's more people telling real stories. Well, what about Maximo Alvarez last night who talked about fleeing Cuba. And he said so many of the things we're seeing from the Democrat Party right now. Yeah, by the way, he's, he's coming on next. We're going to have him on at the top of the next hour. Yeah, go ahead. And I know him. I've seen him. I've been with him. He loves this country, but he's giving us a warning. If we lose this country, there will be no place else to go. There will be no place else to go. And the emotion he felt. And Joe Scarborough calls that man a misfit. He calls Tim Scott a misfit. So we're deplorables. We're misfits. Uh, why? Because we love our country. It is so degrading, the elite disdain that the Democrats have for hardworking average American people. And President Trump, oh, thank goodness he got into office because he cares about those forgotten men and women, not just the elites from the coast who want to redistribute everything and are safe in their mansions with their millions while the rest of us are working hard every single day to make this country better. We're the heart of this country, not them. Ronna McDaniel is with us, Republican National Committee Chairwoman. We'll uh, let you give us a preview of what's uh, coming on tonight and what you see coming in 70 days. All right, as we continue, we are with uh, Ronna McDaniel. She's the Republican National Committee Chairman who put a lot of this together. Let's look ahead towards where we are in 70 days. Now, before the first debate, September the 29th, uh, just a fact, we know... um, that when when you look at debates and and all that, 16 states will already begun early voting. Are you confident to get out the vote effort is good and good enough and strong enough? Are you confident you have enough poll watchers to prevent unsavory and nefarious characters from trying to uh, play games at these voting places? Are you confident uh, that you are ready to go in 70 days for the what? And assuming that every vote matters, and that you're going to be ready on the ground and prepare to protect ballots. So here's what I'm going to say, Sean. You always have to run like you're from behind. But I am confident in the team we have on the ground. We've activated 2 million volunteers. I have 2,000 field staff on the ground. We've outpaced the Democrats in voter registration in six battleground states. Of course, Democrats are upending election laws to systematically derail election integrity. So we're engaged in over 40 lawsuits. We will have lawyers across the country. We will have poll watchers across the country. You can sign up on armyfortrump.com to volunteer. Uh, But this is something that we all have to be focused on. We have to turn out our vote. We've got to make sure our friends turn uh, turn out their vote. Vote early. Vote as early as you can if you're going to vote by absentee. I feel like we're in really good shape as I'm looking at state by state by state. I went through all the states this weekend with my team. 
Um, but I'm not taking anything for granted. This is going to be a grind till the very end. And we've got 70 days to get this done because literally the future of our country depends on it. I agree completely. Ronna McDaniels, thank you for being with us.